Antidian listeners, welcome to this week in interview. I am your host, Anthony Drago. It's Wednesday and it's 8 p.m. And this is what we do on a Wednesday night. We have conversations about interesting topics with interesting people. We try to approach um, information from a different angle. We try not to be just another duplicate news outlet out there or information outlet, if you want to call it that. This week in interview is put together so that you, the listener, can spend an hour listening to uh, some stimulating conversations. Well, tonight is no exception, and we have a very interesting conversation coming up, and our topic tonight is development. When we say development, what do you, what do you understand by the term development? And of course, I'm talking about development from a... Um, from a country perspective, um, I'm from a small island state. Most of my listeners are. We live in the United States. Uh, and development is an issue of concern for both persons living here in the United States as well as persons who are living in small island states. And so I decided that that would be a very, very good topic to bring up so persons can um, can can think a little bit about what, what development is supposed to look like. What does development mean to you? What do you see development being like um, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Or you might say, ah, heck, 20 years from now, I want to see development right now. So so what would constitute development? Of course, we will, we will take it in a, in, in a Caribbean context as well, mostly in a Caribbean context. So once again, welcome to this weekend interview. I um, I'm delighted that you that you make me part of your week every Wednesday night. We have this time that we put aside. You get your favorite drink. You sit in your favorite chair. You text me your favorite text sometimes. Sometimes you even call. And tonight I'm going to invite you to call. I'm going to open the lines from now. If you want to join the conversation, the number you can call six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven six one seven Three seven two zero one zero seven. Now, don't go rush into the phone. You know, we always do the CARICOM anthem first. We're going to do that. And I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are listening to this weekend interview for the first time. If tonight is your first time with us, welcome. Very happy that you could join us. And I hope that by at the end of the hour, you will have um, had such a good time that you will come back. And we will keep having a good time and you will keep coming back. And those of you who are already at that stage and that you are a regular listener on this weekend interview, welcome back. I, I Honestly, you know I don't take your presence for granted. I appreciate you making the time to block that hour on a Wednesday night to listen to us, to, to, to share in the conversation. And I say welcome back to this weekend interview. We promise you tonight is going to be an interesting conversation just like any other night. But first, as always, let me um, let me play the CARICOM anthem. And for those of you from CARICOM who enjoyed um, West Indies' performance in cricket, congratulations. I mean, that last over was priceless. Priceless. Um, and the most, <laughs> the, the most enjoyable part for me as an old-time cricket fan, and when we used to 
look at cricket as a way of sticking it to the Englishman. Yes, I said it. We used to look at cricket as a way of sticking it to the Englishman. It was priceless to see that Englishman discombobulated. What is the next delivery can I bring? What other ball can I bowl? Bring your best. Six runs, you know? And um, I know those of you who talk to me know I'm the biggest cricket critic of West Indies cricket. I think there's not enough accountability like everything else in the Caribbean. The team is not picked always on performance. You know, some guys uh, know that their pick is sure. Um, so I criticize that. Some people do it like your horse trading. I have two guys I need on, so you'll get your two guys, I get my two guys, and, and, and some islands think that they can dominate. But we can put all that aside and we can take a breath and celebrate with all Caribbean people our victories at, on the international scene by our young men. Um, they won, and young women, they won the, the, the 20 over um, competition. The women won theirs and the under 19 team won them as well. So congratulations to ourselves, you know, on, on our performance. So let's, let's go ahead and listen to the Caricom anthem by the beautiful Mikkel Henderson. She does a wonderful job with that, with her beautiful voice. And when we come back, we're going to be talking development. Don't you go away. Write the number down, 617-372-0107. I'm going to open the lines and um, have you call in, and let's talk development. What does development mean to you um, from a Caribbean context? We're not talking about personal development. We can do that another time. You get your personal coach, or I will stand in for your personal coach, and we can talk personal development. Right now, we're talking on a community on a country level, on an economic level, on a social level, what does development mean to you? As soon as we come back, we will, we will be taking up that discussion. Stay tuned. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. All right, welcome back. Now, like I said, tonight we speak in development. We want to say thank you to our sponsors, GND Enterprises. You know, um... They will get you anything that you need. If you're in the Caribbean, you know, sometimes it's difficult to purchase things in the U.S. Um, you probably cannot get to use your international credit card or your, your shipping address. They don't ship outside the U.S. Or you might want somebody to search around and get your good price or actually look for something that you're looking to find. Um, engineering supplies, if you're a company, they can do that. Um, if household items, televisions, um, song systems, the different things. You can go on their website, GND Enterprise. I know they also have a line of um, uh, smartphones and tablets as well. So go there, check them out. They are the kind folks. They, they, they sponsor us. Um, tonight's show is also sponsored by a, an event that's happening this weekend. It's called the Golden White Affair. And it's happening on Saturday. It's, <laughs> I, I, this is one of those things when they used to say, miss it and blame yourself. Mache, ever blind a cow. You didn't know I could speak Creole, right? But yeah, um, it's at the Banquet Hall, Occasions Banquet Hall in um, Jamaica, New York. And um, Luke Leandre is going to be there, and Jacob from Cassav. Uh, 
Wadix the Zookman himself. And um, it's going to be a grand affair. You have live band, live music, and I think it's an open bar and dinner as well. So check it out. Um, I, I have it posted on my Facebook page. So go on Anthony Drago Facebook page. Become my friend. Yeah, don't leave me out there by myself. Become my friend. Look at look. Uh, join us on Facebook, and um, you will see the ad. They're, they're sponsoring tonight tonight shows. It helps to um to Burnham. Also um. What what we like I said tonight we are going to talk development, you know, and um, what do we mean by development? What does development mean to you? I, I there, there there are different terms that people come up with when they hear the term development, and tonight I don't have a particular guest, you know, I am doing self dancing. That's a building film, yeah. So building films. <laughs> And they're self-dancing. But in terms of self-dancing, can't work. But tonight I'm dancing with myself. Um, I I wanted to have this discussion and open the lines to um to you, the listeners. So if you want to join the conversation, the phone number you can call is six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven. I want to talk development. What do we mean by development? Um, from a country point of view, from a from an economic point of view, from a social point of view, what what do we under what do we understand when we when we say development the 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 the, 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 the if you're from the caribbean and, and you're not disappointed in the in the amount of development that we've been able to accomplish since our independence movement was going in, in the late 60s to late 70s that that decade period when most of the caribbean islands became independent and we're all full of hope and exuberance. We could, we can govern ourselves. We can take it from here. You know, we need to shirk the, um, the shackles from the colonial masters, Britain and France and whoever else was colonizing us. We can take it from here. Leave us alone. Now we, we are in 2016. And as a Caribbean person, when we look back at the Caribbean, can we really look back with pride at what we have accomplished in the in the thirty odd years? Well not even thirty. If you start in the seventies it's like forty, you know, forty, forty five, going on fifty years. Pretty much my age. Yeah. So that is what I want to explore tonight. But not keeping it in history all, all that much. I I want to Take it to the point where we we kind of try to define the way forward. We want to we want to define the way forward. What can we see us doing that can get us on board the train that takes us to a more developed state, a state where? And in my mind, what does development mean to me from a Caribbean perspective? Development means that my children who reside in the U.S. will move back to the Caribbean because there is such a good life in the Caribbean that they decide they can go there to live and they can see prospect for themselves and for and for their children. Not not that if you stay in Dominica, you stay in Saint Vincent, or you stay in Grenada, that you're willing to make the sacrifice and stay. No, it should be you stay. Because the opportunities are there, 
you know the climate is already there the way of life is already there but the opportunities we need you know you, you people will still migrate but that is what development from a caribbean context cut in a caribbean context mean to me if i have to break it down i mean we can go into all kind of definitions but but my idea of development in the caribbean is that caribbean people will no longer see it as a necessity to migrate to another country to to be able to make a living or to have hope for for their kids and for their grandkids okay most of us know that if we had a choice we would we would stay we would stay put who wants to come here as much as i tell people my favorite my favorite season is winter but who wants to be here at winter time you know um who wants to come here at winter time no matter how much you you we can come and ski if you like winter and go back home but we're here because the opportunities are not the opportunities are not available in our countries like the way the way we would like it so for example i moved here when my kids started to get to high school age so that they could go to high school in the u.s and make it easier for them to go to college i came i went to college in the u.s i went back home after college wouldn't it be nice if my kids could could have the option to move back and help in the development yes that was again development if 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 they could move back and and um they don't see that they have to leave so 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 what would that take what what would that take healthcare for sure will have to improve because you have you, ha- you have not to be worried that if you or your child gets sick that um you can get the quality health care that you that 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 you need and um we know we know we don't have what we need um the prime minister of dominica has, has two kids while he's enough well since he's married and um he he chose to to come to new york to have his kids whatever the reason i'm sure if dominica had a state-of-the-art health care system he would not he would not um if if dominica had a, a state-of-the-art health care system he would not come to new york to live so a health care system i think is number one okay i mean we have remnants of a new hospital in dominica but we'll talk about that um and, and i'm talking dominica because i'm i'm in a dominica context but i'm sure the same obtains in saint vincent and grenada and, and saint lucia to, to some extent so healthcare is one I, I i and this something that touches very close to home with me i lost one of my absolute best friends um because he chose to move back to saint kitts and he moved back to St. Kitts. He had a, a, a clot in his leg. He went to the doctor. The doctor thought it was just a pulled muscle, gave him medication for pain, and he died in his sleep from a, from a pulmonary aneurysm. If I, I mean, to say what you want about the American healthcare system, if he was in the U.S., the chances of that not being diagnosed and treated properly are slim to none. So, so it's a, it's a, it's something that's widespread across the Caribbean. So. Healthcare, I think, is, is key. Another thing that's very important to Caribbean people uh, um, is um, education. You know, because most of us move when we're still young, where healthcare is not that big a deal. But education, we move because we want to go to college. We want to be our kids to be able to go to college. So, so what kind of 
education system do we imagine that we need to have so that we can say we have development okay awesome of course of course we want to have a certain quality of life a, a, a certain quality of life where we need to have a certain quality of life where um, where where the um you can earn a living you can earn a decent living and you can um i'm sorry somebody was on the phone um caller if you were trying to call to join the discussion call back um some people are saying that they, they're not able to get on but if you can't get on you can't hear my message anyway um but if you know somebody who's struggling to get on tell them to go to tuning download the tuning app or they can go to the iTunes store. We are on the, we have an app on the iTunes store. Look for TDN Radio in the iTunes store. Uh, Android as well. We have it in Android as well. So you can go to TDN Radio um, in in the iTunes store and 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 get us. And so call. Uh, I I just lost your call trying to um to get you. So call back. And and those of you who want to join the discussion, you um you can join us at um. At six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven. But yes, I was saying that education, education is um okay. Let's let's go to the line. Let's see what let's see let's see, have a call. Yes, caller. Yes, Mister Drago, how you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you joining? Calling, joining the discussion to uh, on development. Well, well I, I have a very interesting discussion tonight. Definitely. Um, so, so I'm trying to say, what does development mean to us as a people? And, and, and of course, we're talking Caribbean, but I'm sure the things that are important to us in the Caribbean are the things that are important to us in the U.S. as well. So, um, before the lens get crowded, and, and, and I have to um, let let me hear your idea of of what development should mean in a Dominican in a Caribbean context. In your opinion, what what would constitute development? Well, I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you um, began with your introduction and um, stated that development could mean different things to different people. And um, even various organizations worldwide and in the Caribbean that normally will define what in their view of development, for example, the World Bank, or the Caribbean Development Bank, or the IDB, or you any one of these organizations, um, usually would um, have, a, have their own definition. But I think, as you rightly said, um, uh, I think it boils down to not just infrastructural development, which I which I kind of get a sense where you were going when you talk about healthcare and that type of stuff, but um, the whole social development. You see what I'm doing that? Quality of life is key there. What is the quality of life? Because you may have, for example, you may have a state-of-the-art hospital, but at the same time, the quality of life in terms of education um, infant mortality and all that type of stuff 
may in itself not represent what one would consider development of the people. So you're right. It's it's a very it's a very broad broad area. But then if we if we zero in a little and say well, given the the examples you cited with you having to migrate and your kids wanting one day to go back or kids wanting one day to go back to the islands is um is maybe an area we can begin to dialogue and discuss. So that would bring me then to the question of do we have um do we have adequate infrastructure that first of all will enable our people to be able to move to um to trade in goods and services. So we're talking about roads, talking about ports, we're talking about um air facilities, talking about hospitals, schools, you know, factories, um stuff like that. So um it seems to me that when you look at it, although although one will say that um, on the educational front, um, our educational system is still a very very high in terms of the but standard of education. Is our education still very high? What's that? Is the standard of our education still very high? And what, uh, do, what do we mean when we say our standard of education is well, very high? Well, what I mean. Um, is that in terms of the the um in terms of the students or the children who for example who would come up to the United States or um or UK or wherever to study, they pretty much do very well on that level. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they still do very well. Um if you take if you take for example uh, a kid in primary school in Dominica, and you were to quiz them on um, yeah, international. Let, let me let, let me let me cut you off there because I mean, how relevant is a primary school education in in 2016? So so when we talk about when we talk about the education system being of a high standard, what why I mean, what is it that we really mean? You graduate from like old people say standard 13, and you come out if you're if you're a diploma. And I guess nowadays they have high school edu- universal high school education in Dominica. Right. What what does that mean in the context of 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 a Dominica or Grenada or Saint Vincent when you when you graduate high school you have your certificate but you have no jobs that fit what you learned in school. So so a, a good education system has to evolve and 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 adapt itself. To the needs of the country, otherwise it's not a good education system. I'm going to push back on you on that. I mean, okay, we, okay. Can always, we can always do arithmetic and algebra and say that and say that. Okay. Okay. Let, let me let me give you a, an a, a example. Of what I'm talking about. Um, we used to we used to be pro proud of our, our education system. I I went to school in America in the 80s. I I got a degree in engineering. I went back to Dominica in 1990, and. I'm trying to get a job in Dominica, and people turn up my, their noses at me because I have an American degree. Right. Supposedly, a, a degree from, United, from the University of the West Indies or from the UK is supposedly better than, than an American degree. And, you, and, and just sitting back, can you see how crazy that is? I mean, because America leads the world in technology. That is true. So, so, so how, how can we... So we've been sitting back on all our 
for ages saying that we have a superior health system, um, education system, without understanding exactly what it is, what it is that that means. I have somebody else on the line. Let me let me let me join them and and and, and we okay. hold on one second. Okay. Yes, Cora, are you are you calling to um, make a contribution? Um, yes, I guess. Um, I was just listening on to what you guys were discussing, and I have a hard time listening to someone saying, you know, we have a great education system in Germany. Go ahead, push back, Carla, push back. I don't know, I don't know. I like that. been educated Someone educated both in Dominica from, let's say, convent versus educated up here. I can tell you, we, we don't get a good education. What we get is learning how to cram, learning, learning study skills, which are great for when we get to college, right? We learn how to write, but it doesn't translate to success in the real world. And what are those new skill sets that we need moving into that 21st century that we're already in that we're not training our kids to get? What skill is that, Cora? I'm sorry? Cora, what skill is that? Are you there? We loser. Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, we lost you there for a minute. Um, what I'm skill sorry, I'm driving, so I'm going for that zone. Be careful driving, um, caller. I'm on my Bluetooth. I am safe. Thank you for being concerned. Okay. Um, so, in terms of education, I don't think, and I think we have a long way to go to be able to get our people to have the necessary skill sets that they will need to move into the future. If not, we're going to be that lost island, so to speak, in the, in, 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 in the bigger picture thing. Well, not I learned, I learned scholar because I think all the Caribbean countries are in the same and the same ladder land thinking that they have this great education system. Yeah, no, I I I I stand corrected. You know, when we talk about developing, I think he, he did a, he did mention about social development, which is key. You know, economic development huge. We have a long, long way to go as Caribbean nations to build a, build ourselves up, and we are far from it. You touch you touched on healthcare, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of put something out there. In December, I believe it was December 13th, Prime Minister Skerritt had his big press release on sun a Sunday that the Hanan Construction Company is once again signing that they're ready to start doing work once again in Dominica. They were not able to work for how many years because they were sanctioned by the World Bank. Once again, they're back on the sanction list, list as of January 13, 2016 through December 13, 2019. So it's like we go from one bad deal to the next bad deal, you know, constantly misleading our people. So, so you're saying that the Prime Minister, if he has more kids, have to continue coming to New York to have his kids because we wouldn't get his state-of-the-art hospital in his... In well, I mean, honestly, I think he should have used that moment to capitalize on the fact that, you know what, she went out there and wanted to have, you know, babies in better hospitals. Well, the average person that does not have access to that kind of money to be able to come up to the U.S. and have babies, you know, then they would capitalize on that and say, let me build up a, a maternity ward, a better one. Like, there's so many programs they can put in place, and they're just choosing at this point not to. And it's become like they've been dangling a carrot before the Dominican people. <laughs> when you started with the I didn't know you were going to say Dominican. But, but Carla, we get the point. And I agree with you completely. I agree with you on your education system, and I agree with you that um, we need to do a better job at at, at our planning. And um, so so our so planning, our capacity building. 
Yeah, and, and, and with, with the question of the company that's supposed to be building the hospital, I, I guess my issue with that is even a few steps back, a few steps lower, because I have a real problem with Caribbean countries doing infrastructure work using foreign labor and and foreign foreign labor and foreign companies. I think in 2016, again, we come back to development. We've not been able to develop one or two or three companies in Dominica, in the Caribbean, who has the capacity and the capability to build a hospital. I mean, we're not talking about building a 40-story building. We should be able to get... And, and for somebody who worked in Dominica in construction, I know that when you use an international contractor, your cost is, is sometimes three, four, five times what it would cost if you were to use local local resources. So so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you talking about this foreign company who's having issues and therefore we don't have a new hospital because of that. And I'm thinking about, again, if we come back to, to development, how is it that we've not been able to develop our construction and our business capacity where if we need to do a major construction project, we can do it with Dominican resources or St. Lucian resources or, or Grenadian resources. I mean, isn't that the purpose of CARICOM when they're supposed to get us to that point? Okay. Isn't, you know, I mean, I look at a country like Jamaica that's looking to pull out of CARICOM. It's like, what's that benefit at the end of the day? Well, if, if they do that, that's the issue. Other, other than accessing funds that only God knows where these funds are going. Just like these construction companies are using Caribbean funds that were set aside, that for some reason we seem not to know how to access. They know how to access, but somewhere in the process, no one has said, well, you know what? Let me let somebody or hire a grant writer or hire someone who knows how to access these funds. All right, so call we're it. shooting ourselves in our foot over and over again. When is this roller coaster ride going to end. So, Cole, we get your point. Thank you very much for calling. And, um, and Alvin, are you there? Thank you. Thank but, you so yeah. much. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm there. All right. Yeah, I'm there. The, I'm there you, you, heard, you heard the pushback um, about, your, about your, your concept that we have a superior education system. I mean, are you, are you convicted yeah. in that point strong enough to, tr to try to defend it? Well, I, 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 I see where the caller is um, coming from and the, the, what uh, she presented. Maybe it's the way in which I myself present it. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that, as, yeah, is that the, um, the, 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 the students that we have home in terms of their ability to, to, to study or to learn or to perform Anywhere in the world is still something that I think is a plus for us. That although she's right, we may we have a long way to go, and we may not have the um the the what you call it the the the, the um how should I put it the facilities as well as the um I'm trying to find the right word. Um, <laughs> To, 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 to move, move forward in education. But if, for example, you were to take a, a kid, as I said, who graduated from one of the secondary high schools in Dominica, and you take them up here, as you, as I'm sure you will agree, and put them in, a, in any one of the colleges, 
You can do people from very well. Yeah, but, but Even call her, call her, call her, how does that benefit Dominica? Or, or Grenada or St. Vincent or Trinidad? How does that benefit? If, if all we're doing is training people so that when they go to another country they can perform, what does that do for it? Well, 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 well I, 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 that's where I'm coming to. I guess, as you indicated earlier, the, the million dollar question is how do we transport that back to Dominica? For example, the, the mention was made a few, a few minutes ago of the fact that um, you have this big project coming on and you don't have anyone in Dominica that could, um, that could take, out, take on this project and we tend to bring folks from outside. I, I just learned um, recently that the government... Um, are you there? I'm there. I'm there. Go ahead. The government, the, the government just signed a contract to begin work on the um, one of the bridge in the, the I think it's the West Bridge in Roseau, that's that's in a bad state. An eighty million dollar contract. And although you have engineers and companies back home that could have tended and bid it on the project, the manner in which this went, they didn't even have an opportunity, I understand, to bid on the contract. I mean you know and I know that there are engineers back home and folks who have some of that capability to be able to undertake that type of project in terms of the rehabilitation of the building of the bridge. But, from my understanding, it went to uh, uh, an out of contractor from outside of Dominica. No, no, I, I, without, without the full knowledge, I'm, I'm not going to criticize it too quickly because I, from, from my experience working on such projects, sometimes the, the, the Depending on the, the type of your funding, the t depending on the type of your funding, it dictates that you have to open your bid to to regional or sometimes even extra regional um, entities so they can bid. So I don't know. First of all, I don't know if it went out to bid, but if it went out to bid and it was won from a by a company in Barbados, maybe that's what was operating. Maybe it gives any benefit of the doubt. But 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 I know for a fact that. Even if it went out to bid, there is no way a company from Barbados should have been able to have a lower price than a company from Dominica would. But, however, sometimes if developmental aid, they have criteria. So, for example, if they have a project that's worth $15 million, they'll have a criteria that says that the company would have had to have done five times that volume of work in the last three years. So, so if it's a $15 million project, the, the, the criteria is that the company would have had to have done $45 million of work in order to qualify to even submit a bid. And, and sometimes local companies, the local companies have a hard time meeting that qualification. So I, I, would, I, 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 I would like to say that I would like to, um, to leave that a little bit open until we get a little more information about that, but but before before we before we move on, uh, I hear you talking about education and how because we're producing people who, when they come to the U.S., can um, can outperform Americans in the American system. I guess on on its face, that's something that deserves merit. But how about? we develop our college so that those same kids can stay in Dominica, go to IT and therefore develop an app 
or they can go to college and learn agriculture and therefore modernize our agricultural sector or go to college and become a nurse and there's enough healthcare facilities in Dominica that they, we don't train nurses so that they move to the U.S. and become nurses in the U.S. You understand? I well, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but that boils back to the question of um, having been trained, the environment itself is not conducive for them. You take, for example, let's say you take a nurse who's doing very well in Princess Margaret, given the limitation that they have there, and that's a matter of fact that I know. In the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, when you had a huge migration of nurses from Dominica going up to Canada, the U.S., and, and the various, you know, part of North America. If you take a survey now, you'll find 90% or so of those nurses are in top prominent positions. You know why? Because they had a good base. They, 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 some of them went to further their studies, have their masters in nursing, education, administration, who has even doctorate, who's head in departments. I mean, there are several of them. So, if, if that particular nurse now who might have been trained up here in a special field, a specialized field, she goes back to Dominica where you don't even have a hospital like that that has what? You know, basic drugs. How is she going to really use that expertise or that skill that she's acquired in the U.S.? So it goes back to the environment, not, not in a position when we talk about development, as I said earlier, there is the social and the people development. There is the also the, um, the structural development. The roads, the hospitals, the buildings, the schools, okay, and so all of that. So, so, so if so, that is not dedicated... So let's, let's go to my next... To the next seg... Well, where a segue I, want, I wanted to, to bring in to the discussion tonight when we're talking about development. Um, I know in Dominica we like to say that we're unique. But not always not always unique in a good way. No, so for example, our, like when I went to college, the, 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 um, the other guys from the other islands used to tease me and say that Dominica is so underdeveloped that there's this joke that if Columbus were to come back, the only island he would still recognize was Dominica. Of course, we can turn that on his head in this era of ecotourism and turn it into a plus. How, but, but the the topic I want to go to, and I hope I hope other colors can call in, is the, the topic of an international airport because you raised the question of infrastructure, of roads, of bridges. You know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking, and I was saying that on the show I was saying that I saw a picture of rocks falling under the Cainfield Cliff, and I'm saying in 2016. Why would why would my fellow citizens be exposed to that risk that I'm driving on a road, a, 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 not not a private road in the state, a public road. I'm driving on a road, and there's a risk that I might get killed by a falling rock. When for 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 decades, for centuries, as close as Martinique and Guadeloupe and Saint Lucia, when you go places and they have a road that's next to a cliff. We have we see them have Gabian baskets, right? Alvin, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. You, you see them have a, sometimes they have a chain link fence. They have a fence that runs up the face of the cliff, right? And it holds the rocks in place so they don't fall. They they, they cannot fall onto the road. I mean, 
That is such a simple, simple solution. What does it take to do that? What does it take for our, for somebody to say, you know what? This is this is not acceptable that rocks can continue to fall on the roads while people are driving. Suppose one of these days, God forbid, it happens in rush hour, and it falls, and, and it's a, it's a a, a a a school bus full of school kids that it, that gets damaged. Or whatever, anybody falls on somebody's car and crushes them. What we, what are we going to say, last and then we cry for a week and then we move on. But those are things that are unnecessary. But, but let's move on to the to the international airport. What, and I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to invite callers to call. Remember, the number that you can call is 617-372-0107. And this is this week in interview, and we're discussing development. Fifty years ago, I was born. And as soon as I could recognize words and understand conversation, there's been a conversation in Dominica about an international airport. We need one. We don't need one. We cannot afford one. Countries that have, they're like ghost tongues. You have one plane coming a week. No, we need one because we need to get our produce out. We need to get people in. What is your take on the necessity for an international airport in Dominica? Do, is it essential for development, quote-unquote development? What, what do you think? Call you there? Yeah, I'm there, I'm there, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, I'm, there, I'm, there. I'm asking you, what, what is your opinion? Well, yeah, well, I think, I think the, 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 the question or the response to that immediately is the whole question of political commitment. I think we have a, we have it's a that, call. Let me, hold, hold, let, me, let me take this call as well. Hold on. Yes, caller, good night. Welcome to this. Hi. Hi. Thank you. I'm joining the conversation. For sure. Welcome. Um, I was just asking the question about the international airport. I don't know what corporate point you were trying to make. So you make your point and then I'm going to ask you about the international airport. Okay. Um, I was in the call. I'm just calling for the first time right now. No, no, no. I'm just saying I was, okay. I was yeah. taking the discussion. That yeah, that's what I was I was listening to. It, you know, I, I mean, I'm a Dominican. I live in New York, of course. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I go to Dominica off and on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, on the airline, there's about five, six people going to Dominica. Mm-hmm. And some, and like for example, American Airlines are flying because it wasn't, you know, they, we couldn't, they could, it wasn't sustainable for them. Because we don't have, you know, the, the quantity or the volume of passengers going to Dominica. So my question is, though I am all in favor of a, um, uh, an international airport, my question is, how do we sustain that? So can we sustain? Can we sustain? The question, is, the question is, if there was an international airport, if you live in New York, okay, uh-huh. um, let us say Monday is a holiday, Monday is Memorial Day, all right, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you know you could jump, you could come from work on a Friday, go to JFK, jump on a plane, go to Dominica, all right, come back uh-huh. on Sunday night and go to on Monday and go to work on Tuesday. Do you think uh-huh. you will go to Dominica more often? All well and good for me, yes. Okay, but so, I so, mean, so, for, so yeah, you, but what I'm saying is uh-huh. like. I understand that it would be good for me right. and maybe a lot of us up here. Right. But it, will Dominica be able to sustain, you know, financially? You know, do we, first of all, we have to be able to bring people in, bring the tourism in, bring whatever we have to bring into the country to make money. But, and but, and, but, and but, Dominica but, is not big on. To- let me let me push back. Don't don't just gloss over the fact that you're telling me yes, you would go more often. Because if yes, you would go I more would. often, I would go more often, 
Alvin uh-huh. Lewis often, you know, it, it's common knowledge that there are more Dominicans living outside of Dominica than in Dominica. So, so maybe, w- 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 don't you think that there might be enough demand in that sense that, 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 so you, so you, you went down on a plane, there's five people going to Dominica because not everybody has the time off to take a week off from work. Uh, you know, when you go to St. Lucia, it's different because people can go to St. Lucia for a weekend and come back up. Do, 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 I mean, do you see that as possibility that... Yeah, but what I, yeah, I understand that and I respect that, but what I'm saying is like the population of Dominica right now, there's not much happening in Dominica. You know, people are now to really sustain the economy in Dominica. Financially, people are, most people are not working. There's about 70,000 people in Dominica. I, you know, my, listen, I'm in favor of, a, of, a, of an international airport if Dominica is able to sustain that. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, since we already have an airport there, what they should do is learn from the airstrip, make it, make it, um, how do you say that? Make it um, up to par that we can land where we are. But they've, but they've attempted that. They've attempted that. And apparently that's, that, that's, not, that's not the solution. Yeah, but I'm saying, and uh, okay, and, I have, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm all for development, and I hope that Dominica in some, so, at some point can spend the money, you know, for international airport. But right where I'm sitting right now, I would love to go back to Dominica, right? And I was listening to your point earlier. I would love to go back to Dominica at some point of my, in my life and then just, Say that this is my country. I'm planning to go back to Dominica. Mm. But my thing is, though, and you know what I keep saying to my son? You know what? If I if I decide to go and permanently in Dominica, I think I'll come back here every six months just for medical purposes to check myself. I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be thinking that way. But that is the real. That's my reality right now. And I'm thinking if we instead of we constantly trying to talk about okay, build an, uh, an international airport, which has which is nothing wrong with that. Trust me, nothing wrong with that. But I think there are so many more important agencies in Dominica that we need, you know, that is something international. Yeah, but you're talking about the medical um, part of, like, the, the medical aspect of, you know, like, um, you, you were talking about the earlier system. about the healthcare system. Yeah. And I, think, I mean, there are so many other things that can be put in place that is more, there's more of an urgency right now in Dominica than an international airport. Because, for example, somebody first sick in Dominica, you've got to fly them to somewhere else. You've got to fly them to Barbados. You've got to fly them to Martinique or Guadalupe. I'm thinking that Dominica should have a state-of-the-art hospital and, and, and maybe surgeons or whatever we need that is more of an urgency than an international airport. So you think, and so, so you and think that's just my opinion, though. That's or, just my opinion. Yeah. Huh? You, you're thinking you have, to, you have a choice between healthcare or an airport? Yes, if we have. No, but I'm saying it's not, it's not even a matter of either or. I'm, I think that both of them are important. But right. I'm saying you have to... You have to prioritize what's, mm-hmm. impo- what's the most important at this point in time. Okay. And so, you understand what I'm saying? So, yes, I understand perfectly. And, and, and you, you, you answer any question that I'm asking. What are the components that, okay. con- that constitute development? And, and, you, uh, and you're talking about healthcare. As well as you're talking about healthcare, as well as you're talking about um, and the airport. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and I and I agree with you, and I, and I hear you, and that is that. But you, you see that conversation that you just had with me. Mm-hmm. They've been having that conversation in Dominica for sixty years. Okay, while, years. While, while, while I'm talking to you, my son is listening, and he said to me that we need the airport to facilitate trade. 
they, uh, so we have two we have two positions, and you haven't you haven't established yours. So what is your position? Does Dominica need to do international airport? Well, yeah, I totally agree with the young man who spoke earlier. I, I think though that, um, as you rightly pointed out, and I may have alluded to that earlier in the conversation, what's going to drive and help sustain economic development in any country is two of your major infrastructure, your roads, your port, and your seaport, your airport. Um, if you if you can if you can demonstrate and it happens anywhere even in the United States if you have a, a, a good airport a good seaport and good roads and that will help to facilitate trade as the as the young man rightly said and um, you can move goods people services and and the question about the international airport and whether you can sustain it or not to my mind is irrelevant as I said. It's a matter of a political commitment. If you take, for example, the population of the various islands in the Caribbean, and you see, for example, okay, St. Lucia is a little more than us. St. Lucia is about almost what? Just under 200,000. But if you go down and you look at Aruba, Aruba is a little over 100,000. Um, the United, United States Virgin Islands combined is about 105. Grenada is about 104, Antigua is about 89,000. Dominica is in anywhere around 70 something, 80. Cayman Islands is at 59,000. St. Kitts is about what? 60, 50, 60,000. St. Martin, between the Dutch and the French side, is about 70 something thousand. Um, the British Virgin Islands is 31. It's one of those islands I call the Avenue International Airport. But you don't have to. You don't have to call. Let me know. All you have to know is that sure. it was Dominica and Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent. No, but, but the point I'm making. The point I'm making that people keep saying that doesn't have one. Yeah, but people keep saying that we don't have the population. No, but you have to make that big push forward. Are you, are you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can still hear you call. Okay, but these, these islands that you, you talk about, like, for example, I go to Antigua. Every time I go to Jamaica, I go to Antigua because I have my family there. But the, uh, the, these islands, they, 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 they are organized and they have tourism. They have all these people coming in every day. <laughs> and own, that is one of the things that we people, don't have. Their own people like the, only way, the only way you're going to get the tourism is to have the international airport. That is why they're getting the tourism. Because they have the airport, they have the facility. I'm going to add one more caller. I'm going to add one more caller to the line. And for them to get back to New York. So that is why. We have one more caller on the line. Caller, are you there? I am there. Okay. Um, go ahead, caller. Let me let me hear. Let me yes, hear your point. Does Dominica need an international good airport? Good evening, gentlemen. Alvin, good evening to you. Good evening, man. Good evening. Oh, ja we also have Jolly on the line as well. I'm good, I'm good. Oh, good evening to you, Jolly. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Listen, your son just became my favorite person, eh? Yeah. <laughs> this fellow said he just became his favorite person. <laughs> Somebody died a call on the line there. Eh? I completely agree with him. That, yeah, with you. Oh, anyone who does not, who says doesn't need an, uh, an international airport doesn't understand yeah. how the world works. I think that People who say that, they they probably believe that the only thing that can sustain an international airport is passengers. You know, traveling, driving people, or flying people back and forth. But that is only one aspect of an international airport. 
most airports make most of their money on trade, yeah. on, on, on flying goods mm-hmm. back and forth, right? Uh, I'll give you an example. I live in Texas, and um, Whole Foods gets their Atlantic salmon all the way from England. Wouldn't it be a great thing if Dominica had an international airport where Whole Foods could order its salmon from the island of Dominica? We have some great fish. No, they will we get, have they will get all the fish, but they will we get salmon. But, like, but, we, but we get the point. They, they will get, they, <laughs> That's get the, the point. Fish. Yeah. That's the point. The, the point is the, it it's so much easier because between Dominica and, and and Texas or Texas and England, which is closer. Which is closer. And, and Carla, to jump in there, you know Grenada has succeeded in, in, in getting fishing. Their revenue from fishing has replaced agriculture as their main income owner. Mm-hmm. Grenada has a very, very thriving fishing industry. And, and right in New York, where you are, Tony, every week in New York, there's a shipment of fresh fish that flies straight out of Grenada into New York. Into New York. Yeah. Yes, we have a little right there on, um, on um, like, forgetting the matter place, right there in New York, and you get fresh fish from Grenada, coming in from Grenada to New York. Every day. We have a, we have a super market called Fiesta. <laughs> and they get fish. Yeah, that is the same thing. Fresh. Fresh. All the way out of Trinidad. So, yeah. why can't you say the reason we have transportation? We don't have the... the, the, the I understand that. Okay. So, that is the problem we are dealing with. All right, so, 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 so let's, let's move on from that a little bit. Carla, thank you very much for calling. Um, I, we go. We, I, I, I want to. Um, I want to move on a little bit. But first, let me let me say that the, one of the biggest arguments in my mind for the international airport. I'm not old enough to remember the discussion when they were going to build the Deepwater Harbor in Roseau, but I understand there was a similar debate when there was consideration to build a Deepwater Harbor in Dominica. Oh, we don't have enough volume of, of trade to support a deepwater harbor. The SWAT ships we're going to build it for, the little ships that come, the lighters can service them well enough. Well, now we're sitting back and we look at the deepwater harbor. I, 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 I challenge anybody to say that Dominica would have been better off if we had never built the deepwater harbor. But as a matter of fact, it's too small. Exactly. The amount of trade and business that's been conducted is too small. There is room for expansion. Exactly. And, and there have been problems now in terms of how and where they expand it. So, because if you go down the port, it's congested. So, 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 that, small. so on that, I rest my case as to whether or not we need to go ahead and build an international airport. Well, I, I think to me, it's a lack of political commitment at the end of the day. Basically, that's what it is. Because, and, and, and you made the reference to the point earlier about the stones coming down at the cliff, and that's a simple um, fix in terms of how could that be resolved. And it's just because, again, um, unfortunately, never in Dominica, Dominicans fail to rule their political leaders to, to the power. It's not like India in America, a politician does some nonsense. The Americans will stand up and tell him, look, stop them, get out, and he has to get out. Basically, that's what it is. We put you there, we want you out, you got to get out. And, and, but back and, there, and, they got in there, and they have no regard for the people, no political will or commitment. 
say nothing is important to them. It's this, you know, lots of lots of business business as usual, you know, C thirty six, C thirty five. Let me let me let me let me clarify this and say that one of the one of the issues with Dominic is that we we tend to take criticism personally from a political point of view. But when we talk about the issue like the international airport or stones falling on the cliff, every political party that has in the history of Dominica has been in power during that time and they have not fixed the problem. There's no party who has been in Dominica in power who hasn't had a rain event or a storm and have rocks come down under the cliff in Kenfield, in Point Michel and so on. And because so, you cannot sue in Dominica, nobody sue anybody. So, so, right? so when we say that, we're not criticizing the well, we're criticizing current government because they're the ones now that yeah. can do it. But we also criticize the United Workers Party and the Free yeah. Party because yeah. all of them were in power, none of them did it. A lot of political will. A, yeah. A lot of political will. Bottom line. Okay. So, so callers, I'm going to end the call. Um, Alvin, thank you very much. Um, as usual for the contribution. Um, Jali. Yeah. Oh, oh, but Tony, before you end there, I just wanted to say briefly, one of the things, maybe some of the time when we continue that conversation, we, we keep talking about what we should do, the things that need to be corrected. I think maybe we can turn it around next time around and identify what is it that we are good at. Let's start with our pluses. Let's identify our strengths. What are the things that we shine in and we're good at? And how can we use that now? to turn around some of the areas that we have identified in our conversation tonight. So do you, because do you I mean I can give you a few minutes. What what would what are you what would you suggest? Are the areas that Well well well, well, well for example I know Dominicans are hard working people. There's no doubt about that. Dominicans mm-hmm. want to work. They're hard working people. But of course if the environment is not conducive to provide work for them, then they can work. Dominicans are, are, are very bright people. Um, as I said, you know, they migrate to, to other countries and we excel wherever we work, wherever we perform. They become managers, they do well in their studies. So, so that is a plus. The country itself is still blessed with a lot of resources. I mean, we have abundance of water, we have land, I mean, all over the place. You just put a, 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 a grain in the soil and you water it for a couple of days, bam, it shoots up, it produces something. So there's a lot of positive stuff that we have. And how do we use those positives now can I, to, to, can I, to deal with some of the negatives or the shortcomings or the areas that we identify as needed? Can I comment on this? Yeah, okay. sure. Go ahead. I, I, I got the phone from my mom. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the problem is that, yes, we have a lot of stuff in Dominica. We have fruits, and we all know that. But it, it, all, goes, it all goes down to, you know, getting investors in the country to take advantage of some of the what we have, some of our resources and and, 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 and make it, you know, something to Dominica. If you don't have access to Dominica, investors are not going to look at Dominica as a promising place to invest. You know, so it all goes back to yes, we need a, a port that could handle major uh, uh, freighter. You need we need an airline, you know, a uh, 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 international airport so people could come in and feel like it's easy to come and invest, easy to get goods out, is is easy to get it in. Movement of don't have that. No matter what you have, Dominica, mm-hmm. it's 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 you know it's it's it doesn't make sense because in a lot of other countries you could tap it in so easy. In South America, you could go in and get all the same fruits and vegetables that we get in Dominica, and the access to get in South America is a lot easier. 
Right. So it all goes back down to we need to invest in, in infrastructure in Dominica to make it easy for people to come in. And when they do come in to invest, we could give them some of the advantages that we have, our people, you know, hardworking people, you know what I'm saying, people are willing to, to work and, and, and give a premium product. But as long as we don't have the infra- infrastructure in Dominica, it would be insane for uh, uh, somebody to say, oh, let me go invest in Dominica and, 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 and tap into our natural resources. It's hard. I agree. You know, I agree if you call it. And, and mm-hmm. the point Can I jump in? Hold on a while, hold on a while, call it. The, the point is that, look at where Dominica is located. Dominica is in the middle of the chain. We have our, our geographic location as an advantage. But when it takes two days to get to Dominica instead of, instead of two hours, you lose that advantage. And, and, and the point is we're English speaking, but companies will choose to go to a Spanish country because they are more accessible. And, and, yeah. and all of those infrastructural things that, that you're talking about. We have what, we have another call on the line. Let me, let me give her a chance to jump in the discussion. Go ahead, Carla. Okay, I just have to touch base on something. Um, one of the things we keep saying, okay, we do debate, we argue, etc. in Dominica. I think we have to sometimes look at the root cause of things. And in our so-called great education system, what we have not managed to do is teach people to think and think together. Right? So what we need to get to the point of doing is encouraging the conflicts, the arguments, the debates, so that as a country or a group of people at an administration, you'll be able to... You're you won't be able to come up with like the best decisions. So it's almost like you have to get to a point where you say, I dare people to speak and break from silence. Because a lot of people go through things in Dominica, they don't talk or we talk in isolation. And nobody's coming up with concrete, you know, things that we need to do. And that's a problem. It's like we're afraid of, you know, talking. We are afraid of coming together and saying, you know what, it's okay to agree to disagree with the idea that we're coming up with the best solutions for Dominica. And Colin, you know, you know what, you know what my opinion of that is, is because our education system comes from colonialism. I agree with that and entirely. The, and the colonialists trained us to be civil servants, to be able to go to work, follow instructions, stamp something. And, and we're very great at that. And, I mean, and it yes. comes back to where I started the discussion that we became independent some 40, 50 years ago and we've not changed anything. The mindset. The, 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 our white masters left us and we decided, well, if the, that is what the white man live with us, let me not change it before he comes back and get upset with us. We uh, must, we, we must we, get to a point yeah. where we are literally developing skills, habits, talents, and moral courage, and be able to use it. I could not agree, I could not agree well, with you more. I could not one, of the, one of the problems is, is that, you know, I mean, I grew up in Dominica. I left, you know, when I was a teen. One of the problems that, I mean, growing up in Dominica, I, was, I don't think I was ever taught to be an independent thinker. I was always taught to, you know, well, I had to go to school. Point, that's the point your colleagues making. That, I mean, we all, we, all were, we all were taught to be, you know, like follow a norm. Then you have to be that way because it's such a close society. Which is ridiculous for an education system. So for me, like I, I, I actually called earlier and I was kind of bringing up the fact that, okay, I went to school up here and in Dominica. In Dominica, I learned how to regurgitate. It, it, it's a system we need to re-educate. 
I'm getting a call from Dominic. Oh, Let me go to that call. Hold on a second. Yes, caller. Good evening. Yes. We li you're live on air. Are you calling for this weekend interview? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I, I came in late. Yeah, no problem. Um, so so um, we have we have a few callers <laughs> on the line. And, and we were in the discussion. We've spoken about the education system. We've spoken about... Um, I, I listen, but I, I want to make a, a contribution on the airport. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, thank you very much, Tony and Alvin. Happy, good I evening. No, Tony, um, one of the issues which we, which can cement the whole question of the the need for an international airport in Dominica, and we're not taking advantage of the situation in the sense that Dominica in CARICOM is the only country that is the most closest to the European market today. On either side of Dominica is Guadeloupe on one side, on the other side to the south is Martinique. So there's an opportunity that if we have an international port and so on, and we can trade with the, with the French and so on, that we have an access into, 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 into Europe. So it gives us an, an opportunity for that market there if we can effort our stuff into those markets. So I think that is one advantage we have for an international airport in trading. So, so Grayson, if, um, I recognize your voice. Um, I want to switch the discussion a little bit because I know you were involved in management of agriculture for a very long time. And, and one of the topics I was hoping to have covered tonight as well is agriculture. Quickly, because because we've already beyond time, but what is the state of agriculture in Dominica? And as a person who has a, had experience in it, what what are the things that we need to do to to if we were to see a revival of agriculture? Not necessarily in the sense where it was where we had to depend on rain if it don't rain or or whatever, but in an organizing a modern type of agricultural sector. What 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 do you see us being able to do? in terms from a development but, point of view. Yes. To give you a, a very quick synopsis of what is happening, I think that the government of the day is, in my view, is too involved in the agricultural um, enterprise. I think government should be there to provide assistance where possible, to provide direction and policy, and involve more of the private sector uh, in agriculture. And unfortunately, we're having a big lag between when we have infrastructure for agriculture and you have the production for agriculture. And just very quickly, I will tell you, is that it is almost coming to eight years now that um, the Venezuelans have given us a coffee plant. Okay. And the plant has been equipped and so on and is there. But yet we, we haven't even um, um, produced um, an ounce of coffee. A cup of coffee. <laughs> That's right, to drink. Right. You have the situations now, it is almost six years now, the European Union has given the, the, the government money. We, they have actually built two packing sheds, one in Roseau, one in Portsmouth. And the purpose of this packing house is that you could have the whole standardization of exports and so on and certified and so on.
those facilities are not equipped to take advantage of proper packaging for, for the export. You have also almost eight years now that the Venezuelans have also given the government of Dominican abattoir. And it is only in December that we are producing a few a few birds and so on. So there's something that is wrong in the whole coordination. You have another situation which I mean I was involved when I was in the banana industry trust, which the European Union has given us two million dollars to build what you call an, an AIMS project. AIMS means Agricultural Information Management System. We had the state of the art equipment. The thing is not functioning. And the whole purpose of the object is you're putting data into the system. You'd have an, a directory of all the farmers, what crops they're growing, when the crops are coming in, into production, and so on. So you're having from the farmer end all the way to agronomy for, for, for marketing. And if, for example, that, that you are in, in the United States and you wanted to trade with somebody, you would have access to website. And so you wanted to, to do ginger for argument's sake. You would have a, I don't know how it's going to work, whether you're going to have a license or an annual fee, but you could enter the system, type ginger, and you just see all the people growing ginger and what quantities and volumes, and you could tackle this thing. This thing is not working. So we have a, a disconnect. Um, Tony, in, in agriculture, and I don't know when and when uh, we're going to connect the pieces together. Tony, can I make a statement on agriculture? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is Sion. I didn't realize it was you, Tony. <laughs> <It> was <someone. laughs> I know. Um, but I really believe that, you know, we need to start thinking of agriculture really different in this day and age. I, I think we need to stop looking at agriculture as, like, you know, you're growing products, you 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 cut the whatever products you grow and you ship it or you sell it. I think we need to really look at agriculture in more of a scientific sense, like the follow who said earlier, like we need to start breaking from the norm and this is what we, we need to do because to be honest, honest, I don't think we could really compete with agriculture because of all the tr different trade regulations around the world, NAFTA and all these countries that have that come together because so I really feel like we really need to look at agriculture in a more scientific sense because if I mean, if you look at some of the big uh, manufacturing companies that make juices and stuff what they focus on is not the actual fruit itself but a lot of that they use the active ingredient for many of these fruits, because some of these uh, uh, South American countries have great companies who go in and, and they might, uh, manipulate, the, like, let's say, a mango, take the active ingredient of the mango, so you can make cakes that taste like mango, or different flavors so that taste like, you know, mango, and put in so many different foods. So it's just, I think, you know, we really need to start looking at agriculture different, you know what I'm saying, and make it a little bit more innovative and maybe make it more attractive, and then you, you could get so much more, Industries that could come in through that, you could get people who, from Dominica who go learn uh, bioscience in terms of different, so many different things. You know what I'm saying? So, I, just, I, just, I, your point. So, I just want to touch on something that Tony said. He wanted to respond directly. One second. Okay. Go ahead, Grayson. Yeah. Is that, is that you see, for every agricultural produce production, so you have niche markets and for example, Grenada has been very known for its cocoa and its nutmegs, and they, they, they made a fortune out of that. You have a, a situation in Jamaica, an eight-ounce package of Blue Mountain coffee, which a friend brought for me for Christmas, 
cost 35 US dollars. So we can develop our, our cocoa and our chocolate here and add value to, to it. And, and, and in, in other words, and rather than we sending our cocoa to the United States and, and, and Europe and so on, why can we not develop, a, a, add value and sell chocolate bars to the tourists when they come to Dominica? We need to think bigger than that. I mean, we need to think globally, you know, not just a, not just a tourist, but what about China? What about Hong Kong? What about, you know, make it different, something, you know, we can't just think about the tourists. Here's my thing on, on trade in Dominica. I have a thing that we, we went for a slave trade, and why don't we start learning how to reverse the slave trade and start trading with African countries, European countries, everywhere? I mean, we limit ourselves so much for what? The second thing I wanted to bring up real quick, you, know, you keep talking about coffee, and I do agree there's a huge market out there for coffee, and there's a growing market for coffee flour. So when you, you take coffee, there's that little, I believe it's red, right, like a little red suit or something at the top of it. You can take that out now and make flour with it. It is one of the largest growing markets out there for flour. We have so much potential as a country to tap into so many different things, and we're doing nothing. Because I think what we're lacking is the innovation. I think, you know, because it, it's, it's very difficult. Innovation. I think what we're lacking is thinkers. I think we're lacking people who know how to do business. I think we're lacking. We are lacking in so many areas, and it's all targeted back to education. We are not preparing our students for future. We've only been doing the same old, same old, same old that has not been working. We are not looking to see, okay, well, you know what? In tourism, they've already planned, planned out up till 2020. So all what people are talking about with tourism is nothing compared to what these people have planned out. Okay. So we should be thinking 2030, 2050. But instead of doing that, we look right in front, like our nose. No, that's and brings, go that, further than that. That brings me right up to, 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 what, to what I had planned as the concluding point in the argument. I even like it if you want to jump in. Yeah, well, well, all I wanted to say was, I mean, given the, the, the scenario that Grayson um, painted regarding the various areas that initiatives that were taken but, but not, not pushed forward, the, the million dollar question, which I'm sure all of us on this call is asking, uh, well, how do we turn that around? We have an avatar that is not working, we have a coffee plan that is not working, we have what is this other, um, I, already mentioned that is not. So as one of the callers said tonight, is it the fact that we don't have thinkers? Is it the fact that nobody wants to step on anybody toes? How have we identified all of the problems? What are the solutions? How do we turn it around? Because at the end of the day, we can have another call next week, discuss it, the following week, the following month, but we gotta do something. What do we do? How do we turn it around? How do we get this change? How do we get the other to help? To, to work and, and let government, you know, say, well, um, you have had this thing for eight years. What do we do about it? Grace mentioned the fact that the private sector has not been involved. So what is the role of the private sector? Are they, are they, speaking? Are they speaking? Are they coming? I mean, my mind, this is the question that, 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 that we need to ask. So to address, let me just say something in terms of the abattoir. So these are the problems I've seen. We haven't figured out that we, did, we need to make animal feed, which we could use, you know, copper, cassava, those things to do that. 
because there are certain nutrients that animals have to have. We haven't figured out that we are putting ourselves in a position where we're going to be dependent on Venezuela to keep donating animals to us because guess what? We don't have not one breeder on the island. We have issues that we keep burying ourselves in because we are not thinking. We are not thinking ahead. We are not thinking everything through. It's like we are looking at, okay, from point A to point B. What do I do to get from point A to point B? Not realizing there are so many steps you need to take to be able to be successful when you get to B, to take you to C. Okay. So another, another thing, another thing, I don't know. I mean, if you have people out there who actually who maybe not don't live in Dominica or live abroad, but actually think of these things, you know what I'm saying? But as an individual like myself, you know, for me to go back to Dominica and invest, I, I, I look at it as like the most difficult thing, you know, to go back and do, you know, because I feel like we have such a closed market. You know, so... Well, but, but, but if I was to answer that question and somebody uh, um, alluded to about the educational system in the country, we are educating people to leave the country. We, we are... We are, we are we are, we are um, slaves were coming in from Africa into into the Caribbean years ago, two centuries ago. We're training people to leave the Caribbean to go to North American Europe to, to earn a living. And and this, is, for example, you look at the state college. Do they have a good agricultural program? Do they have a good um, enterprise program so you could involve young people? to interest them in, in, in developing their skills to remain on island and do something innovative, this is an, an area we need to address. Okay, so so I have, well, I have four people on the, on the line. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a round. Each person, because I need to end this, each person can take one minute and and talk. let's talk about the topic development and all the different things that we spoke about tonight. If you want to do a closing um, you go, you go one minute. Um, Justin, let's start with you. Go ahead. I mean, for me, the, I, I know a lot of young people, I mean, who left Dominica and I mean, doing great things as the ladies, as the caller, one of the callers saying, you have so much people around, you know, the world from Dominica who are, who are doing great things all over the country, all over the world. But, and they're, they, they're willing to go back. But the problem is that, you know, is, is going back, what are you going back to? You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, one of the things we spoke about in terms of open up Dominica market will make us market, will make us be able to market anything we could do to the whole world. You know, if we have an open market, if you have an open market, you have access. You know what I'm saying? You could go back and start being innovative and take the risk. But in the current state it is right now, you know, I, I it's, it's very hard for me to go back and say, let me go Dominica and take a risk because the people that are my market are, uh, Dominicans and I or, or somebody said earlier we do it for tourists and I and in the real world that's not that's not realistic you know what I'm saying and one of the hardest things for somebody in Dominica to 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 become is a millionaire because <laughs> we have a closed market but one of the things I feel like we need to do you know to make all these um, changes and progress happen is that we need to develop some infrastructure in the country and in the airport open up Dominica for business. People. Yeah, even if you open up the country. And once you open up the country, then I think, you know, okay, let's go from there. It's just one step at a time, you know. I mean, but I mean, I think that's the main thing we need to do. You know, and people will be able to go in and say, okay, well, I have a means of going and invest, and the, the world is my market. You know what I'm saying? Certainly. So. Certainly. So open up the country. Um, Grayson, let's go to you. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much, Tony. Just a few minutes. As I said, and I indicated that, is 
that we need to develop niche markets to have quality products and so on. The caller is saying that about the markets and so on. Take, for instance, in just one niche market in Dominica is tourism. There's the Secret Bay. It's by a, a Dominican who came from years ago in the Nassif. To stay at the, the tourist people who are paying up to $1,500 US a night to stay at the, at the Secret Bay. Because he has developed a niche market for a particular type of clientele. So we have to go out there, find out what are the, our clients' needs, and if we can develop it and attract them to come to Dominica. There are opportunities. We just have to look for them, develop them, and we must do it right. Thank you, Tony. All right. Thank you, young lady. I, I hope you're young. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take being young. Um, one of the things I just want to end with is kind of something that Mark Zuckerberg always talks about is it's about taking risk, right? And one of the quotes that he, he uses that I tend to use a lot is, the biggest risk is not taking any risk. And in a world where we are, where everything is changing so quickly, so rapidly, the only strategy I say that is guaranteed to fail is not taking a risk. And at this point, we have to start doing and taking the risk. We are so scared. We are so silent. We are scared of stepping on toes. We are scared of being wrong. We are going to get absolutely nowhere if we don't start doing. We talk. We need to start doing. Done. We need to start doing. All right. Thank you, Carla. Alvin, go ahead. Jump in. Yes, Tony. Well, thanks again for the opportunity to be part of the discussion tonight. Very lively discussion, I must say. Um, I believe it's a discussion we have to continue, um, given what we know is the situation in Dominica as far as development is concerned. Um, I think, by and large, we, we pretty much have an idea what some of the problems are, what some of the major issues are, and what we need to do is to find solutions to those problems. Um, how do we go about that is something we... We, we would have to do through more of those discussions we have. Um, yes, I agree with the caller that we need to take action, but um, we will definitely need more dialogue. I always say to folks too that the fact that some of us are not physically in Dominica, but is out in North America, Canada, the UK, wherever, we are an integral part of whatever happens in Dominica as far as development is concerned. So we have a, a major role to play given the fact that we are exposed in a development environment, in a more developed environment, and can help to impact some of the decisions that will be taken to drive that development back home in Dominica. So I would hope that, you know, that kind of discussion and dialogue would continue, but with a view to finding some solution to the many problems that we've identified. All right, so thank you. And I want to say thank you very much to all the callers who participated. And of course, I thought I was going to dance with myself tonight, but it turns out that, that you guys um, saved me from that. So I, I want to say thank you very much. I, I agree with, uh, with the discussions that we had tonight. The, 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 the part about opening up Dominica for business. Dominica is not open for business. And, and there's a, there are a number of points that were made tonight that comes back to that. For example, one of the callers said the government is too involved. And the other caller says, if, if a young person wants to go back to Dominica to do business, they don't know what is there, what is there that can facilitate the business. And to me, those two things are the same. Because you hear a number of people who try to go to Dominica to do business, and it, it, it's as if the government, whichever government that's in power, 
has been a hindrance, you know, because everything has to go through the government. So, so and and and, and then another caller talk about infrastructure. Well, infrastructure to me is not just bridges and airports and roads, but also the the environment, um, the policy. So, somebody wanting to go back to Dominica to invest should know should be able to pull up a document and know all the terms and whatever and whatever and whatever that you need. And if you look, for example, China, one of the big deals with China that prevented them from taking off was that companies were afraid to go to China to do business because they were unpredictable. The government of China could just step in and close their business and take it over, and people were hesitant. As soon as China started relaxing that and becoming more business-friendly, all these companies started going in and, and there was confidence to invest. Dominica can look at examples like that and, and, and decide that all roads to it doesn't have to come through a minister or government. They, 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 we have all these bodies um, that, that are supposed to, to facilitate investing, facilitate trade. Let them be autonomous. Let them, let them, deal, let them deal with that. There's a the question of, of developing niche markets as well. Um, important. And, and, and with that, I would twin the idea of added value. So no longer can we, unless it's like a high-value organic product, we should be looking to, to add in value. Instead of selling a grapefruit, we sell grapefruit juice. Or we sell a grapefruit capsule for weight loss. I don't know. Something. We, we, know, we, we get to a stage where, where, where we're innovative. And the point is that, even on a more basic level, if Dominica has 72,000 people, Dominica has what? I don't know, 10, 15 schools, maybe 200 miles of road. It does not take, it should not take a lot to run Dominica. We have, we have this thing, like it is so difficult to do. Most of us who work up here, we work on, we work in situations where we, ha we handle hundreds of millions of dollars. And, and, and we look at, we look at Dominica and we, we are struggling to build a bridge, you could almost stay on one side of Rosa River and jump across to the other side. I mean, making it like it's a big deal to build a bridge across Rosa River. Come on, you know the 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 idea is that we need to we need to be able to to open up our minds and to stop thinking within ourselves. So, for example, um, you know, you look at the news and um, you you see people make comments about things. Um, so. so and and one of the first comments people make is, oh, you don't live in Dominica, so you shouldn't comment. Or you, but but the point is that the people who are in Dominica has failed to <laughs> to to produce what needs to be produced. And if we keep going down the same road, we're going to end up the same place. So probably change the initiative for the change has to come from outside. And 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 for whatever reason, people. Opportunities are limited, so persons are, are hesitant to speak their minds. That also came up in the discussion tonight. People are hesitant to speak their mind because the consequences for speaking your mind might be high. Again, persons on the outside are not subjected to that. So, so, so the, in terms of development, there are some basic things. Like to me, the airport, that discussion is gone past. We, we, we need an international airport. 10 years ago. We, what we have to do is to think of different ways of how we can get an international airport. 
look around the world at other countries that are mountainous and see what solutions they came up with to have an international airport and see what they did. Look at countries that have limited population. How do they sustain the international airport? Population has nothing to do with it. You, you, you understand? The, you, you, you go to countries and you see five and six and seven cruise ships birthed. When you go, they have nothing. They have some white sand. I mean, if you really want white sand, can't you get a badge, a few badges and make a white sand beach? I mean, this is 2016. So the idea is that we have to think. We have to be able to think outside the box. We need to be able to, 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 to make a, a plan and a plan that should be a comprehensive plan where one aspect of the plan dovetails into another. It's not that one is competing with the other and one is, is destroyed. There should, Dominica is so small and our, our, our needs are so minute that it should not take, the five of us who are on the call tonight can sit down over a weekend and come up with a plan or a, 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 a comprehensive plan for Dominica. And I mean it, I'm serious. So I don't know why is it that we don't have a comprehensive plan for Dominica. How, for example, we keep talking about agriculture. How much land do we have in Dominica that's available for agricultural production? Do we know that? And what is and what is the nature of the land? How much of it is sloping? What crops can grow there? Uh, do 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 we even know that? How do we how do we get a one comprehensive plan? Where do we want to be in 10 years' time? And therefore, how do we need to tweak our curriculum in our schools so that we can train our young people so we have people who are trained in the areas that we say we, lo we are looking for making development in? So if, so if we want to go into information technology, are our schools teaching the subjects that can, that can support producing people who are trained and expert in information technology? If we want to move, like, like one of the callers spoke about, getting more scientific in agriculture. So are we going to introduce agricultural science in our schools? I know I do agricultural science in school, but can we tweak that curriculum so that when we come out on the other side, we have kids who are in that lane to, to, to become agronomists and, and agricultural scientists that can support that because that is one of the areas that we identify for growth. I mean, we have we talk about we have water we have millions of gallons of water do are we training anybody is our curriculum targeting reforestation preservation of our forest how is any do are we train anybody how do we manage rivers uh, 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 and make sure that we can preserve our water resources a resource that's sustainable i'm not even talking about bottling and selling that's the easy part to me to me the hard part is to make sure that we have the experts that can manage the resource and keep it in a sustainable manner and 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 all of those things so so even from and and, and then if we have to get even more basic than that we look at our food import bill so even before we get all high and fancy in terms of of, of doing stuff to, to sell and make a million dollars can we get back to where we can feed ourselves you know, and, and and so there's a. I mean, tonight is is unusual for this speaking interview because usually I like to leave with something that a concrete action that we can take, and I get the feeling that we have more answer, more questions than answers than we started with, but it's a discussion that we need to have, and 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 I think a common denominator in all of that is that we need to be able to hold persons accountable. We need to be able to go to an electric company and say, 
have you been supplying the quality of electricity at the price that can support development? We need to go to our communication companies and say, what is the state of our communication infrastructure? Our television, our arts, our culture, our schools, all of those things. We need to hold people accountable and look for performance. And of course, we need to look at our governments. We need to look at our government and say, okay, what is the result of the last year? If somebody is the Minister of Agriculture, the President Secretary of Agriculture, the Director of Agriculture, where were we at the start of 2015? And where are we after the end of the first quarter of 2016? What progress did we make? How much of our plans we implemented? And there, there's this, uh, I want to end the show with this. With this. Um, the Dominican News Online published uh, an article and it's entitled Dominica's yeah. economy is the slowest Dominica's economy is the slowest growing economy in the world. In, not in the world, in the region, I'm sorry, maybe in the world for real. <laughs> but it says that Dominica's economy is the slowest growing economy. Dominica economy Dominica's economy contracted by two point seven percent in two thousand and fifteen, making it the slowest in the region, according to new data. So it says that the Dominican Republic was leading the way with 6.6% expansion in their, in their economy. St. Kitts Nevis was at 5.2. Grenada was 3.4. Antigua and Barbuda, 3.2. Haiti was, Haiti was 2%. Guyana was 2%. St. Lucia was 1.3. St. Vincent and the Grenadines was 1%. Barbados was 0.5. Dominica was a minus 2.7. The only country unique with a, with a contraction in the economy, 2.7%. So we're not, we're not doing anything to be proud of in the Caribbean in terms of development. And so we need to do, we need to do a, whole lot, a whole lot better. We need to have a lot more discussions. But out of those discussions need to come concrete plans. And we need to start holding our leaders accountable for, for results. So I want to say thank you very much for... For, for spending the time with me. We almost did two hours because the discussion was, was just absolutely um, interesting. Uh, you know, it's captivating. I got a lot of participation, so I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy for that. Um, I, had, I had my song skewed up about dancing with myself and self-dancing by um, Building Flames, but I didn't have to dance by myself. Um, so thank you for participating in the discussion. And um, let me let me just say that uh, we do this next week Wednesday. We'll have a guest on, and we will we'll we'll pick another interesting topic every Wednesday night. We have a discussion on this week in interview. So I want to say good night to all our, our listeners, all my listeners, and 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 keep the keep the texts and the emails coming because they give me ideas as to what next we want we want to um discuss. Very very interesting discussion. Um, uh, Jali and, and her son, thank you for participating. We got we got the perspective, um, the, gener the great generational divide. Um, Grace and Alvin, as usual, and and all of you, great listeners. I I really appreciate you spending Wednesday part of your Wednesday night with me. So I want to say good night and uh, and have a great week. Um, this weekend interview is a production of Obsidian Radio. I want you to stay tuned because we have good music to take you all the way up to your bedtime. And see you next week, Wednesday. Have a, a, a great week and, and, and good night.